Offstage Conversations. Back in chapter 34, I was struck by something, and I'm curious whether any of you noticed it too. Whether because I had successfully read between the lines, or just because I've read this novel before, I had very long been anticipating a declaration of love from Mr. Darcy. And when it finally arrived, this is the form it took. Quote, In vain I have struggled. It will not do. My feelings will not be repressed. You must allow me to tell you how ardently I admire and love you. Elizabeth's astonishment was beyond expression. She stared, colored, doubted, and was silent. This he considered sufficient encouragement, and the avowal of all that he felt and had long felt for her immediately followed. He spoke well, but there were feelings besides those of the heart to be detailed, and he was not more eloquent on the subject of tenderness than of pride." Unquote. So, aside from his opening remark, the long-awaited avowal happens off-stage, and we don't get to hear his words. I'll confess to having felt a little resentment at the declaration that Darcy spoke well. Did he? How do I know? This happened again to an even greater degree in the climactic moment of the love affair between Elizabeth and Darcy. After Darcy begs of Elizabeth to tell him her real feelings, it says, quote, Elizabeth, feeling all the more than common awkwardness and anxiety of his situation, now forced herself to speak, and immediately, though not very fluently, gave him to understand that her sentiments had undergone so material a change since the period to which he alluded as to make her receive with gratitude and pleasure his present assurances. The happiness which this reply produced was such as he had probably never felt before, and he expressed himself on the occasion as sensibly and as warmly as a man violently in love can be supposed to do. Unquote. I felt so cheated. I wanted to hear the fluent speech about her change of sentiment and the warm expressions of his violent love. My only consolation was that the exchanges we do get to hear between Elizabeth and Darcy were so adorable. Interestingly, they weren't the solemn declarations of love, but the playful banter of familiarity. Maybe our creator of comic characters was more comfortable writing those. In any case, she did so delightfully. I especially enjoyed these conversations and the way they reflected the lovers' distinct characters— Elizabeth's affectionate teasing, and Darcy's earnest adoration. This one, when Elizabeth questions Darcy about how he ever did manage to fall in love with her. Quote, My beauty you had early withstood, and as for my manners, my behavior to you was at least always bordering on the uncivil, and I never spoke to you without rather wishing to give you pain than not. Now be sincere. Did you admire me for my impertinence? For the liveliness of your mind, I did. Unquote. And this one, when she offers her own wryly self-deprecating explanation. Quote, the fact is that you are sick of civility, of deference, of officious attention. There, I have saved you the trouble of accounting for it. And really, all things considered, I begin to think it perfectly reasonable. To be sure, you knew no actual good of me, but nobody thinks of that when they fall in love. Was there no good in your affectionate behavior to Jane while she was ill at Netherfield? Unquote. And my favorite of all, this one, when in the face of her teasing, he sets her straight about exactly what had made him stay silent. Quote, 
What made you so shy of me when you first called and afterwards dined here? Why, especially when you called, did you look as if you did not care about me? You might have talked to me more when you came to dinner. A man who had felt less might. Unquote. I feel enough let in on their conversations that I'm convinced of their love. But I do also love novels with scenes that contain uninhibited expression of real depth of passion. Here, we don't get that.